Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Today on The Bigger Picture, let's take our eyes away from that debt ceiling, which is still overhanging over global markets, because it's still stuck, to put it mildly. And instead, let's turn our attention elsewhere. I'm Sean Chong, and this morning, I'm going to go down under and head to Australia, which is facing their own pressures. The Australian dollar has weakened dramatically against the Singapore dollar and the US dollar in recent months, for example. So, is that going to fall apart further? Joining me in this conversation is my mate, Shane Oliver, Chief Economist and Head of Investment Strategy from AMP Capital. Good morning, Shane. Good morning. Sean, how are you well? I am very well, yeah. So let me just get this out of the way because we just have to touch on this. This debt ceiling that's still overhanging over global markets. And now there's some actual concerns creeping in, as you've observed for the past two days of dips in the market. So things are not as sanguine as they were last week, isn't it? That's right. I think if you go back a week ago, Thursday a week ago, there was a bit more optimism around. I think on Thursday in the US last week, both the President and the House Speaker, McCarthy, had indicated optimism of getting a deal done possibly by the weekend. And of course, that that time has come and gone and they're still negotiating. Uh, To be honest with you, I I thought it would always go down this path. I I thought last week seemed to be going a bit too smoothly. The problem is that both sides uh, have a lot at stake here and, and giving in too early would go down badly with their base, particularly for the Democrats if they agree to spending cuts too early then obviously progressive Democrats won't be too happy with that so I think it was always go down, going to go down to the wire at the 11th hour we'll probably still get a deal just as we did in 2011 and 2013 but it will come at the last possible minute. But So aside from the debt ceiling of course that's overhanging everyone, not just uh, what else is impacting Australia and the, and the ASX is there? What are the pressures? Well I guess one of the concerns in our market, in the Australian market this year has been what happens globally but more importantly also what happens in China. There was optimism at the start of the year that the Chinese uh, reopening recovery would boost demand for commodities, uh, whereas so far we haven't really seen that and initial optimism regarding commodity prices has faded. That, of course, has weighed on the Australian share market to some degree or a significant degree and partly explains its relative underperformance compared to other global markets this year. The other factor, I, I guess, weighing on the local market in Australia is ongoing concern about how much the Reserve Bank of Australia will will raise interest rates further uh, and that's affecting expectations for domestic demand. So those two things seem to be the main issues at present. So you mentioned the the bank and what happened is that I think it's raised rates unexpectedly earlier this month, right? So... And then just recently, we got headlines like how the central bank expects an unwinding of the balance sheet. Uh, Could you kindly explain this story to us? Well, I guess uh, we've seen three additional hikes this year, obviously in February and March, and then a pause in April. And then, of course, what was a surprise to the market and and many economists, including ourselves, was an additional hike at the start of this month. And at the same time, the RBA, of course, is continuing to unwind its balance sheet. So you may recall that many central banks pumped cash into their economies through the pandemic lockdowns to support growth uh, and head off deflation. Uh, And that was often done by buying government bonds. The Reserve Bank of Australia is now letting those government bonds mature, which means effectively that they get that, that money back. It gets sucked out of the economy. Uh, but the Reserve Bank has also indicated that it might be open to accelerating the pace of balance sheet reduction. In other words, accelerating the pace at which it takes money out of the system. And I think core to all of this is Reserve Bank concern that inflation, even though it looks like it's peaked, it's uh, peaked close to 8% or around 8% in December. Most recent numbers down around 7% and a monthly inflation indicator suggests it's well below that. Um, it's still worried that it's too high. And that, that's why there's still a bias towards further interest rate hikes in Australia and that's obviously uh, 
constraining the local share market and keeping investors somewhat nervous. Pretty much a global story, but I guess there's probably more confidence in the US that it's, it's at or close to the peak than there is in Australia. Right. And also, I would like to turn the attention to the currency markets. Uh, it's weakening for the for the Australian dollar and the Kiwi since the start of the year. For for context, I think right now, uh, one Singapore dollar yields about one thirteen Australian at the moment. I think one USD yields about one fifty three. So, what's the story of the AUD and and why is it weakening? Well, it had a bit of a, a burst from the well when share markets globally bottomed around September October last year. You know, as share markets went up, the Australian dollar went up as well. Um, and had a good start to the year, um, getting up as or getting above 71 cents into January. Now, of course, since then, of course, as there's been concerns about the Chinese recovery faltering, that has weighed on commodity prices. So you've seen the iron ore price come down from about a dollar twenty-five, uh, $125 a ton US to down around $100 a ton, depending on which grade you're looking at. Uh, we've seen copper prices come down. And because the Australian dollar is a commodity currency, it's put downwards pressure on the value of the Aussie dollar, even though the central bank has been somewhat more hawkish. So it's really a commodity story drive the Aussie dollar down. But I guess in a broader context, you could you could say, well, this is old saying about Dr. Copper. Dr. Copper's a good guide to global growth. <laughs> the copper price has been falling recently, so maybe that's a bad sign. You could probably add into that the fall in the Aussie dollar. You know, the fall in the Aussie dollar might be seen by some as a, as a bad sign regarding global growth. And as you say, it does look to have broken down its, below its recent range, which was around or just above 66 US cents. Yeah. Uh, so that is certainly a concern, um, and yeah, the, the risk is we get more downside on the Aussie dollar. So sixty-six cents is uh, is about where we we've got the support level at the moment. Uh, am I correct? And so therefore, and if, right. if I'm correct, then it, does this mean that is this it's threatening to bottom, right? So is this a cause of, of concern? And what do we need to track then if we are going to want to find some alpha in in, in Australia? Well, I guess, yeah, depending on where you sit in Australia, I mean, some people might want a lower Australian dollar. If you're an Australian company competing internationally, you probably benefit from a lower Aussie dollar. Uh, if you're an importer, you don't like that. If you, you want to go on an overseas holiday in an Australian citizen, it's not good news. So it depends on which way you, you're exposed to it. I don't personally mind too much if it goes down. It doesn't worry me that much. But from a global perspective, you could say it is a bad sign because it's it's warning of glo- a slower global growth because the Aussie dollar is a what you call a commodity sensitive currency or growth sensitive currency. Uh, so that could be seen as something of a concern here. And I think the key things to track are obviously the strength of the Chinese economy. We've recently seen for example, business surveys in China look okay in aggregate, but a lot of the strength is in services. Manufacturing is a lot weaker. In fact, that's pretty much a similar story globally, that manufacturing seems to be struggling, but, but services are doing well. You really need to see manufacturing-related indicators pick up, uh, particularly in China, but also globally, and we need to see higher commodity prices to get the Aussie dollar uh, to start rising again. But I suspect in the short term, particularly given these debt ceiling risks and the threat yes. that poses, that the Aussie dollar could still see some more more downside in the short term. Right. And uh, on the note of downside, New Zealand is also on the downside. Yes, yesterday, the dollar was sliding. Uh, what's the story there? Well, the story there is a little bit different to Australia because New Zealand uh, yesterday raised its interest rate to 5.5%. In Australia, the key policy rate is only 3.85%. So they've got higher interest rates. Um, but I think the market uh, took its cue from the messaging from the Reserve Bank of New Zealand, which said, or basically implied, that that's the peak, uh, the RBNZ. And New Zealand Central Bank actually provides a forecast for its uh, cash rate and uh, it, it's got no change out to 
middle of next year and then rate cuts starting in September quarter next year. So I, I think that's signalling that the New Zealand interest rates are at the peak um, is what's weighing on the New Zealand dollar. There may be an element of commodity price story in there as well, but it's not as big an issue as it is in Australia because the sort of commodities that New Zealand sends to, say, China is more milk and milk-related products, agriculture-related products, uh, not so much mining-related, and the Chinese consumer uh, and services demand look quite strong. So uh, the commodity story for New Zealand is not quite as weak as it is for Australia. Oh, okay, that's, that's interesting. Uh, all right, thank you so much, Shane, for your joining us today, and uh, you have a great day ahead. You too, Sean. Uh, all the best. And the auto best to you too. And this is Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.